This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 16th of November. In your Squeeze today, new evidence in the search for William Tyrrell. The UK raises its terror threat. Gearing up for a climate election. And a sneak peek. This is your Squeeze today. The image of William Tyrrell in his Spider-Man suit, Claire, is something we've seen over and over again. It was the 12th of September 2014 on a visit from Sydney to his foster grandmother's home in Kendall on the New South Wales central coast that William went missing. That means it's been more than seven years since the three-year-old disappeared. Now, new evidence has led police to conduct what they're calling high-intensity searches, all close to where he went missing. And Claire, they've confirmed they're looking for remains. Yeah, that's what they said yesterday. It is the first time that they've really uh, confirmed that they believe that he is dead. Of course, that's something that they have talked about before, but there was always a hope that he might be alive. But Police Detective Chief Superintendent Darren Bennett yesterday said that they do believe he is dead. Uh, What they're doing in those search areas is that they're bringing in people and equipment to clear the ground. Uh, They say they might need to go subterranean, which of course means that they will be digging uh, in those areas and the hope is that they will be able to close it out and find him. Yeah, the search is supposed to last several weeks. On top of this news, last night, Claire, the Australian newspaper said police have also identified his foster parents as persons of interest and they're seeking an apprehended violence order against them. Yeah, the report says that an AVO has been taken out against them following an alleged assault on a child related to William Tyrrell that apparently happened this month and they will go to court later this month. They also say that the foster parents of William Tyrrell are in frame in this investigation. For legal reasons, those people can't be identified and neither the police nor the foster parents have commented on these reports as yet. This investigation is a huge one. As it stands, an 18-month coronial inquiry remains live, as does the offer of a $1 million reward for information regarding William's disappearance. To the city of Liverpool in the UK now, where on Sunday UK time, there was an explosion outside Liverpool Women's Hospital. Claire, it's been labelled a terrorist attack. Yeah, the suspected terrorist had a homemade bomb uh, and he was taken in a taxi to that hospital. Uh, Somehow he has exploded that bomb in the taxi. The driver of the taxi, a man named David Perry, has been hailed a hero because he somehow was able to lock that man in the car and Perry himself survived that. He has also been released from hospital, so his family are very relieved that he's okay. Yeah, who the person is who detonated that bomb has not been revealed, but they were killed in that explosion. The blast is the second deadly terrorist incident in the past month for the UK. The other was the stabbing death of an MP during a constituency meeting back in mid-October. UK's terror threat level has now been lifted to severe. That level indicates that an attack somewhere in the UK is is highly likely. We talked yesterday, Claire, about the Glasgow Climate Pact and the headline news that it's forecast that the pledges made during the summit would limit global warming to 2.4 degrees Celsius. That's below that 1.5 degrees they were aiming for. As we also mentioned yesterday, we're heading towards a federal election in 2022 and this will be a hot topic. Give us the lay of the land. 
Yep. If Prime Minister Scott Morrison hoped that setting new targets for Australia's emissions reductions were behind him and not going to be part of this election cycle, that has also been thwarted. Uh, He will be talking about it, as will Labor's Anthony Albanese. Uh, What Prime Minister Morrison said yesterday is that he doesn't intend on revisiting Australia's short-term emissions reductions target. Uh, That, of course, our formal target is 26 to 28%. But what he says is that Australia is on track to cut emissions by 35% by 2030. Uh, For Labor's part, they haven't released what their targets are. And Anthony Albanese yesterday said that the plan is to do that before the end of this year. Which is basically any minute now. We're nearly there. (laughs) It's been a tricky topic for the Labor Party also. So that announcement will be highly anticipated. Peng Shui Claire is a Chinese professional tennis player. She's in the top 200 in the world, so she's really good. It's not tennis that has her in the headlines, though. She hasn't been heard from for two weeks after she publicly accused a former vice premier of China of sexual assault. Yeah, Zhang Gaoli is his name and he was quite a big deal in the Communist Party until quite recently. Uh, what Peng says is that he coerced her to have sex with him and that she then had an on and off consensual relationship with him for 10 years after that incident. She made those accusations on a Chinese social media site. They were taken down within minutes and she hasn't been heard of since. So far, no word from Zhang Gaoli either. He's 75 years old and he retired in 2018. He's well out of public life now. As for Peng, plenty of concerns for her safety. The Women's Tennis Association has called for a full investigation into the accusations. Heading to the central west of New South Wales now, a place called Forbes Clare, which is under evacuation orders due to severe flooding. Yeah, and what emergency services there have urged is that residents, particularly close to those flood zones, evacuate. There's about 800 residents that they've got their eye on today. It's expected that flood water will reach a peak of about 10.5 metres tonight and then rise even more tomorrow morning. Uh, that area does get floods. It's like last major flood was in 2016 and they're expecting it to be about as bad as that was. Yeah, as you say, prone to flooding. So by all accounts, locals are prepared. The weather's pretty confusing at the moment. It's November and Canberra got as low as one degree overnight. Parts of southern Tassie had snow yesterday and it only got to 12 degrees in Melbourne yesterday. So it's all a bit wacky. It's very cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cold for November. Returning to news in the tennis world now, and it looks like Roger Federer is not likely to play in the upcoming Aussie Open. Of course, Claire, he's well-loved here, so this will be disappointing for some. Yeah, really disappointing. And, of course, as he's sort of winding down uh, towards retirement, the hope was that we would get to see him at an Australian Open. Uh, Of course, fans will want to see him in Australia before he retires. So, look, let's not count him out yet. But his coach says that he's 40 years old and he doesn't recover uh, as fast as he did before and he's had some new knee surgery that's just taking a bit longer uh, to recover from than he might have done when he was a younger man. Old by professional tennis standards, he's 40, not old (laughs) as a general age, to clarify. 
It's very kind of you towards all 40-year-olds plus. <laughs> uh, some better news for tennis fans might be that Rafael Nadal did say last week he was intending to come. And as for the one who rounds out the big three, Novak Djokovic, well, we still don't know if he's vaccinated or not. And given you can't come if you aren't, he's still a TBC. Squeeze the day, Claire. What do you got? Uh, the Reserve Bank is releasing the minutes of their meeting from that first week of November. So we'll hear a little bit more about what they're thinking about inflation and all the things that are bouncing around the economy at the moment. Lots of talk about inflation today and we have a squeeze shortcut in the works for Thursday on that exact topic. <laughs> for me, Claire, it's the United Nations International Day for Tolerance. Of course, tolerance is something we all have to practice from time to time. So I thought <laughs> it would be appropriate to point out Today's the day to acknowledge that. Well done to everyone for tolerating whatever it is you do tolerate. <laughs> There's nothing about you that irritates me, Kate. No, of course I'm sure. not. I'm sure it might not be the same way the other way, but you don't even have a sniffle or a cough that bothers me. It was not directed at you. <laughs> Before we go, a little sneak peek of something we're launching tomorrow. It's our Squiz Picks gift guide, Claire, for Christmas. We've teamed up with the great Aussie initiative, Buy From The Bush, to curate a list of our suggested Christmas gifts. There's a lot going around at the moment about the need to get your Christmas shopping done early. So we're coming to the party mm. early to help you do that. Yeah, we don't want to panic anyone, but... Get prepared. And there's some really good suggestions there. Make it easy. Click on some good stuff. Have a look at, at all of that and support some really good regional businesses. Yeah, look out for that tomorrow in the Squeeze Today newsletter on our website, across our socials, and, of course, we'll remind you about it in the podcast too. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Tuesday and we'll be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.